FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kibjabaz, the program of State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How are you, my friend? Uh, <laughs> it's the it's the calm before the it's the calm before Hurricane Ian. Let's put it that way. Now we are uh, this week due to some scheduling stuff. We're putting the podcast out on Wednesday. The show will air. Uh, on terrestrial radio on Sunday. So we're going to try to balance that as we talk about things because by the time this airs on terrestrial radio, we could have all the information that we're about to talk about. Or at least at least part of it. Yes, a, okay. a good chunk of it. Yeah. So I want to preface that. If you say, well, I've already known that because on Saturday I was following Abdul or <laughs> I was subscribing to the cheat sheet. A lot of people will be listening to this between Wednesday and Sunday, so we'll talk about it in somewhat speculative terms right now. But everybody should stay up to date on what we're talking about by visiting IndiePolitics.org. Exactly. All right. Okay, so you, was it earlier this week or was it late last week? One of the two. Your brilliant posts all run together. (laughs) Said, you put out a post that said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially Diego Morales may have a Me Too issue. Or issues. Issues, plural, Subscribe to the cheat sheet to learn more. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, tell us what the cheat sheet is before well, we get well, into this. Well, the cheat sheet I've been doing it for, oh, God, like 10, 12 years now. And it's basically, it's a political newsletter, part of the indie politics uh, family. And it's just basically political gossip, rumor, innuendo, but it has a bad habit of being right about 90% of the time. So uh, when I found out this about Diego, I was like, well, I could throw it out for general consumption or I could let our subscribers get to it first. So... Subscribers have been so kind to me over the past 10 years oh. that I figured, I figured the least I could do is return the favor. I love how you're wording is that you're doing something for someone else. <laughs> Let's face it. And I told you this on, on WIBC uh, as well. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I mean, I think, it's, I think it's great that you're uh, you're trying to make a few bucks off of this because your reporting is usually pretty good. And oh, hey, if, if Think about it. It's no different than the newspaper or television. Yeah. Commercials, you pay for it Joe, sure. one way or the other. So how do people subscribe to the cheat sheet? Uh, just go online, indiepolitics.org. Uh, so on the right side of the screen, you'll see a picture of me with a cigar and a martini and lifting up the, the Capitol Dome. Yes. And just click subscribe, and you can get it through PayPal. Okay. So in the cheat sheet, in the very near future, it could be, as we're putting this together on a Wednesday, it could be Thursday, it could be Friday, it could be Saturday. You Can you preview, without giving it away, what you will be revealing to the yes. masses? Uh, what I've been working on, I've been working on this story actually since like May or June of the, earlier this year. So it's not like something that just sort of popped up out of nowhere. Like, hey, let's write about this and, and, and have nothing confirmed. Uh, what, I, what I was hearing was that uh, Diego Morales, who's a Republican candidate for Secretary of State, uh, may have a Me Too type issue uh, in his background. And you folks can go look up Me Too and figure out what all that is. And so I've been basically trying to find out, okay, well, who might have been a, 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 a victim or on the receiving end of this. What and do you mean you heard? What does that mean? What, um, what, what does that mean? I was told. Like, I was like somebody in a trench coat and a fedora walk up to you in a dark alley and nope, say- Nope, just text message, hey, Abdul, oh, FYI. Okay, okay. all it's right. from a source that I trust. Okay, all right. <clears throat> I just wonder what that meant. Like, yeah. did, 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 this is not the 
it's alleged not, it's potential it's not, it's victim. Not I worked on the campaign. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. But yeah. this is not the person in question at the right. time. It's it's someone alerting you. Yeah. This could be going on. Yeah. And so what I found out was there at least right now is say three or four possible B uh, two victims out there. Um, so we're just basically putting everything together, dotting some I's, crossing some T's, and uh, then hopefully the goal is to release the story uh, this weekend. Okay. Now, you obviously put that little teaser out on your Indie Politics website. What is the response like to you when you put something like that out? Because this is not the traditional, hey, Representative so-and-so might be running for, you know, state senate. Like, a lot of times that, that's the stuff in yeah. the cheat sheet. This is a potentially not just one race altering, but it is potential government in general because Obviously, if, say, Destiny Wells becomes Secretary of State, that's a gigantic problem for the Republicans. It could gigantically alter various key issues of state government. And the biggest part of this to me is if the Libertarian candidate, Jeff Moore, gets the 10 percent, the Libertarians have primary ballot access, which is a total game changer going forward. What is the response that people give to you when you put something like this out? Uh, for this, has been a little bit different than the usual type responses, because usually I get like, hey, you're absolutely right. He is running. I heard if he told me directly or no, that's not not true. If it's a lawmaker uh, in question or Abdul, you're, you're on target, but let me help you out and give you a little bit uh, direction. With this, it is unless it's been a Me Too person, it's been radio silence. <laughs> <laughs> because this is one of the things that uh, none of the Diego people, I don't, at least I don't think, know who, the, who these women are or, or what's going on. And so they're just basically waiting to see what happens when the shoe, when the other shoe drops. Now, you may not be intimately familiar with the workings of Diego's campaign, but you have been a part of campaigns. You have worked for high-profile elected officials. At this moment, like we previewed it on the State House Happening show last week. We teased it a little bit. Then you obviously put the official post out. Is this like a Jack Bauer moment where they tape Diego to a stool somewhere in a unknown location and start screaming at him to give him the information? Like, I mean, what if there I mean, is it, information? Like, what what is the response internally to things like this when these sort of things get alleged or reported? If I was uh, Diego's campaign manager or campaign spokesperson or or campaign chairman, I would have him in a room right now, tied down, like Jack Bauer, like, look. MF, what the hell yeah. is going on here? Who is Abdul talking about? And if you're Diego Morales, you're like, well, I don't know. I didn't do anything because your, your natural instinct is to maybe not necessarily be honest with each other. And so they're probably just sort of waiting to see what what she was going to drop. Because it could, it should be important. I don't want to get into you on the this legitimate news guy capacity because I assume that's how you're handling this one because this is very, somewhat similar to how you handled the Stephen Clay yeah. situation a couple of years ago. These are just allegations, right? You're reporting or will be or may be reporting what people are alleging. Yes. So it doesn't mean it necessarily happened. You're reporting what is being alleged by people. Right. Now, my thing is this. Uh, when it's one, it's his word versus her ver her word. When it's two or three or four more than that, then you start seeing a pattern starting to form here. Okay, so how do you handle this as a reporter? I'm curious. Let's take away – everybody knows what my opinion of Diego is, but I don't want people to ever be wrongfully accused of things they they didn't do. And I know 
you like me because we've both been presented stuff over the years where people have been accused of stuff. I can think of a couple of years ago, I'm sure you'll remember this, a very high profile Indiana politician. There were allegations out there that he had done something ridiculous. You and I separately vetted this and we both found it to be totally preposterous. And even though I can't stand this person, I said, no way I would go forward with that. And I'm sure I'm sure you probably remember that. Yeah. And because if there's allegations of impropriety, you have to get it right and tell the whole story and do your vetting. So you handled something similar to this a couple of years ago with Stephen Clay and the allegations with him. Can you remember who that was and how you handled that? Yeah, uh, it was a young man uh, who accused Stephen Clay of molesting him. Now, Stephen Clay was the was uh, on the city. Was he was on the Indianapolis City County Council. Uh, launched a coup with Republicans, became council president, and then eventually ended up uh, stepping down. And I remember the the young man. Uh, I spoke to his mother like six, seven years ago. Yeah about uh Stephen Clay and she said she just said she wasn't ready to talk about it just yet. So lo and behold, six, seven years later, when Stephen Clay's on the verge of becoming council president, it's like, hey, my son's really willing to talk to you. And so uh, I sat down, interviewed him, and I asked him specific questions. Uh this is where the lawyer in me kind of comes in, that only certain things that he that a that the purported victim would know. Yeah. Like for example, he the the young man said Stephen Clay took me to his house. Okay, where'd you stay in the room? And what did it for me and the young man and Stephen Clay was the fact they said when uh, when Clay molested me, I remember what was on television. We were watching TBS, and we were watching Searching Antoine Fisher. Okay. Of all the movies, like I said, Star Wars or Star Trek, that's on TBS all the friggin' time. Right. But Searching Antoine Fisher was a specific movie, and of all the movies to come up with, why think of that particular Film. Because especially when it involves allegations of sexual impropriety, uh, especially when it's unwanted sexual acts, there's got to be, as a legitimate news guy, a higher bar for you before you put something out than you just guessing about, hey, there could potentially be a problem with so-and-so related to policy X, Y, Z. You're, I'm guessing, have a higher standard for these things than you do maybe anything else. Yes, uh, but the one thing about this particular story is the fact that, to the best of my knowledge, there's more than one individual. And so, and that, to me, gives credence like, okay, there's something going on here. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz program is Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. We're talking about what could be the latest drama involving Diego Morales. Abdul has said he will probably later this week. Is that right? Uh, looks like probably it'll happen... Uh, my goal is to get it out this weekend. Just to depends on getting all the I's dotted and all the T's crossed. An allegation of the Me Too variety involving Republican Secretary of State candidate Diego Morales. So let's talk about what happens next when this story comes out. The Republicans, even if this is the most, and I have not heard the details of the story. I've heard the rumors like everyone else. Only you know the intimate details of the story. But let's just for this standpoint operate that is a very believable, verifiable story. Okay. 
What do the Republicans do next because they cannot remove him from the ballot? The ballots are signed, sealed, and delivered. Diego Morales is the nominee for Secretary of State. What do you think the response from the Republicans will be when this becomes public? I think I think if it was just one person, I would think the Republicans would say, well, it's her word versus his. You can't believe him. It was like years ago, blah, blah, blah. When it's two or three people, good luck. And what I – if now – if the, it'll be interesting if Republicans do to Diego Morales what they did to our mutual friend Curtis Hill, yeah, because there's all there's all that. Uh, well, that and for the record, for people again, I we we just always assume everybody knows what we're talking about. Curtis Hill was the Indiana Attorney General. He was accused of not it was it wouldn't be sexual assault, would it be? It'd be like inappropriate touching. Yeah, yeah, like inappropriate touching in a, in a bar. Yeah, and ultimately, he was. I guess you would say cleared in the sense of no criminal charges were filed against him. No ethics charges were filed against him. The lawsuit, the civil lawsuit, correct, was thrown out against him. Ultimately, he was dinged by the Supreme Court for, and I always laugh about this, like what, not all living up to the standard of yeah, being a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, were not a blood-sucking vampire. What do you call a vampire? Um, <laughs> I know you. Uh, but the, um, but But ultimately... His political career was still ruined because Holcomb and the rest of the establishment goof troop, before really there was any evidence presented, comes sprinting out and declares the guy basically, oh, you should step aside. You should quit. This is that. This is this. This is that. And he was ultimately, that was the reason he was not renominated to be the Republican candidate for secretary of state. And so you're right. It will be interesting because Holcomb and Hupfer and those guys did not like Curtis. They politically didn't like him, so they weren't going to help him. And I don't think they're too keen on Diego either. I would I would not be surprised if the if the response is uh, Diego needs to come forward, tell tell us about these allegations, what's going on here. But but the but the bigger issue I think for Republicans are the undecided Republicans because uh, we got our poll results coming out uh, next week as well. Oh yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, like I said, got some preliminary early numbers. We'll have final numbers uh, in a couple of days after we after we tape this. They're about uh, I say about a third of Republicans are still undecided on Diego. That's staggering right at this now. point, isn't it? Yeah, and you got basically five weeks because Secretary of State is usually a throwaway office, right? Like it's like whoever the Republican is, that will be the winner. Nobody even knows what that office does, right? And so once again, with with shoe dropping after shoe dropping after shoe dropping. And by the way, here's something to keep in mind, folks. Whether it was Richard Murdoch versus Joe Donnelly or Glenda Ritz versus Tony Bennett, it was Republicans who got Joe Donnelly and Glenda Ritz elected because they were mad at the Republican candidate and they just had a just had enough. And by the way, Mike Pence almost lost too uh, because of all the all the uh, riff, all the riffra stuff with 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 John Gregg and all, and all that. Because once again, those Republicans in those suburban areas like Brownsburg, yeah, <laughs> who are just mad and, and ticked off. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is uh, if and when this all breaks. It's interesting because, and you know, we are not the sort of guys that like to say we told you so. But, but we told you so. You and I were both adamant going into that convention. If you want to be mad at Holcomb, that's fine. I think, I don't think I know. I'm way more mad at Holcomb than you are. I think you probably think he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But... There were multiple options by which you could punish Eric Holcomb if not voting for Holly Sullivan was your desire, which, again, I was totally fine with. Like David Shelton, who was an actual elected clerk in Knox County, 
who knew what he was doing would have been a phenomenal choice. And that guy's pretty much squeaky clean and elected official. And you'd had a really hard time finding anything against that guy because he's super qualified. And they chose the guy with the issues. And the issues with Diego are far greater than just whatever you're going to put out in the cheat sheet. The, the issues with Diego, and my issue with Diego has always been Diego's just, he was an unvetted candidate. Right. He was, like I said, fired from the office once, quit before he was fired the second time. $43,000 on a vehicle, questionable uh, military record. I mean, all this should have been discovered and discussed and gone through the ringer. Somebody should have just spent uh, $10,000, just go find a donor, spend ten grand, and do a complete and thorough background check, like in the movie Primary Colors. Yeah. Where they, where they did the primary, where they did the background check of Bill Clinton or John Travolta's character, Governor Stanton. They said, okay, at least now we know what's out there so we can craft a response to it when it happens. But when your response is, well, why'd you leave the military early? Well, you got to ask the military. <laughs> Seriously, really? <laughs> Come on. Um, the 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 interesting thing too is he refuses to debate, which is so weird because of all the offices to have a debate on. The Secretary of State A seems like one that would by and large be the most uncontentious, and B the easiest one to debate on because it's not like you're actually setting you know tax policy or abortion policy. It's largely an administrative role. And see, the thing is, too, because I've been uh, monitoring Diego's uh, social media traffic, and he spends a lot of times trying to shore up that Republican base. Yeah. We're going to this Lincoln Day. Like I said, the day that he was supposed to, he could have done the, the debate with the Asian American Bar Association with Destiny Wells and Jeff Moore. He was down in Clark County dropping off signs. Now, Destiny Wells, and you had this conversation with somebody several weeks ago, as I recall is really into being a left grenade thrower on the issue, especially of abortion. And I think you just told her people, I think you said this, if I were you, I wouldn't be doing that. Can you see a bunch of Republicans voting for her? Do they not vote? Do they go to Jeff Moore? Is it a mixture of them? What happens? Well, here's the other interesting thing we found in our poll. Uh, Like I said, once again, these are early numbers. Because we asked the abortion question, would you be more or less likely to vote for a candidate who supports abortion rights or opposes abortion rights? About 52% said uh, yes, they'd be more likely to vote for a candidate who supports abortion rights, while 34% said no. You don't believe that. Uh, I got a good pollster. The other 12% said it doesn't doesn't matter. They would be more – now, wait, but okay, but here's the difference. Destiny Wells is an on-demand abortion advocate. She's just short of being a shout-your-abortion person. (laughs) Now, once again – that that's the million dollar question, million dollar issue. You know, can Destiny Wells, you know, sort of, sort of, sort of walk that walk that fine line? Ah, it's like the it's like the movie where the guy is walking on the tightrope between the World Trade Centers with yeah. the balancing beam. Yeah, it's it's a tightrope because on the one hand, you got your Republicans who're trying to get to vote for right. you, who may not necessarily be, be may not necessarily be as pro choice as you are. But on the flip side, you still got your Democratic base. You got to throw the red meat to. On occasion. So I do not envy the position Destiny is in. Because I would agree with you, even though I don't agree with this, but I would agree with you that the majority of Americans support abortion in the first trimester. I think that is a sound statement, and I think polling supports that. However, after that, they do not. And so like that in that question, do you go that deep into it? Because there's a huge difference between saying I'm a first trimester abortion supporter and at nine months you should be able to still abort your baby. There's a huge difference, Well, right? I, I could have asked that question with another $3,000 and some change. <laughs> we're, 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 kind of, we're kind of pushing on, on this one because we had to do uh, Indianapolis and yeah. Marion County by itself as well sure. as the rest of the state. So. so the other side of this, obviously, is not only could she win, 
But the big deal is if if Jeff Moore and the Libertarians get 10% in this race, which they seem pretty confident they're going to pull that off, they get primary ballot access, which is a total game changer in Indiana. That is where my interest is in this. I assume And not only do they get ballot access, but also, too, in those counties where the yes. Libertarians come in second place, they get a seat on the election board. I was told by a reliable source, and you can maybe you haven't heard this, maybe you have, there is some contention, in, uh, consternation, not yeah, consternation is the better word. We use so many words here. <laughs> that in the Wells campaign, that the Democrat Party in Indiana is not helping her out financially the way she would like, and they are more focused on McDermott thus far than her. And she is not getting the financial resources maybe she had expected. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that yet, but I'll be doing some uh, chatting with her her people uh, in a day or two, so I'll probably find out. Because I don't think her fundraising has been like a juggernaut. I don't think she's like blowing the doors off. Like fifty grand, I think, is what she had in the bank the last go around. Well, because and that's the part of it, the key, right? Whatever you put out with Diego, you got to be able to capitalize on it, and you can't capitalize on it if you don't have resources to get the word out about what's going on and turn those into votes. Yeah, but the thing is, for Destiny Scott Wells, is she's got the Democrat votes. That's pretty much uh, yeah. free and clear right what she needs to do is go after those undecided republicans who are those republican those who are those republicans those suburban you know suburban allen county you know portage portage, portage lake county and, and here in, in marin county and go after them now you do that by you know going on cable tv we'll good luck finding what they watch but also uh doing the social media stuff <laughs> right. as well okay before we move out this topic when this thing comes out whatever day it is is this something that will be ball game is this something that will be, it's bad, but it can be fixed? And is this something Diego will be able to rectify after you make your post? Yes, maybe, and probably not. Okay, so yes, it's a ball game. Maybe it could be rectified. Diego can probably not fix this. Right. Wait, wait a second. Don't those things kind of... <laughs> yes, yes, I think, yes, potentially it's a game changer. Yes. Uh, number two, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what strategy my Republican friends use to sort of combat, right. to counteract this. Like I said, it's one thing if it's just one person, but if it's more than one person, yep. good luck. Okay. And like a debate's not going to save Diego at this point. Not if he fun- suddenly finds the strength of 10 honest politicians plus two and says, <laughs> okay, I will debate. Like that's not something he's going to be able to debate. Well, because away. now this is an issue. Right. Okay. Which is why you should always debate. Yep. Just get it all out there. It, this is the thing. If you're going to run in politics for any sort of large scale office, now it may not be true if you're running for county surveyor. But if you're going to run for any sort of large-scale office, especially as a Republican, you should just assume the darkest moment in your life, whatever it is, is going to be exposed to the masses. You might as well start with that and work back. And have an explanation for it. Right. Because once you put it out there, then you get to control the narrative. Yep. And this guy doesn't control the narrative on anything. No, he doesn't. He's still never given a logical explanation for what happened with Rokita's office. He's still never given a logical explanation for what happened with Charlie White's office or the, or the military for that right matter. it's just there's not an explanation on anything and so then people are more apt to believe whatever salacious allegation comes out there against you all i can say is thank god i'm not the new york post or the national Enquirer. <laughs> <laughs> uh rob kittle do keep your program of state house happenings your weekly look at what's going on with indiana politics and government so you said you're doing polling again obviously this time next week we'll be able to talk about the yeah. intimate details of the yes. poll i'd assume were you surprised by anything that you uh, thus far have seen in the poll, high level? We obviously don't want you to give it away. Uh, yes. I was surprised at how close the U.S. Senate race is looking right now. Oh. And also, I was surprised at how little movement there's been 
in the Diego uh, Destiny Scott Wells Jeff Moore yeah race since there was a somebody else did a poll a yeah ago. our pollster uh, did a poll back in July yeah. just to see just a just do just do some new sample techniques yeah uh, he looked at the uh, Secretary of State's race and Destiny Scott Wells they were virtually they're virtually tied right and the preliminary data like some of the official data in a couple of days does look like they both moved up, but I don't think the margins have changed all yeah. all that much. Interesting. Uh, you polled locally, locally being Marion County, for those hearing our voice. Were you surprised at anything you learned there? I assume you are asking about the prosecutor's race. Yeah, and for the most part, the numbers haven't changed all that much since uh, we polled back in July, which once again— So that's not good for, like, Cindy Carrasco, the Republican. The longer Ryan Mears maintains some sort of advantage— the better it is for Ryan Mears. Right. So is she running out of time? Because um, if you're going to move somebody. Now, now, the one thing I have to remind folks, uh, we polled 600 people statewide, and you need about 400 to, to, to really get in the March of error. For Mary County, we only polled, th- we only polled 300. Yeah. So just got to keep that in in mind. We could have used a bigger sample size, but then let's get into more. Yeah. Let's get into my cigar and martini budgets. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can't have that for good uh, government. Did you poll on you? We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I was starting to see your name somewhere other than me for once about you uh, potentially running for <laughs> you running for mayor, which is why I asked if you pulled on you. Um, no, but we did ask uh, whether the mayor should get a third term. Oh, very good. And I'll have that uh, in about a day or two. Okay. Uh, any? You have now been publicly talking about your consideration of running for mayor, so now I guess I can just publicly say you're considering running for mayor. Yes, we're, we're thinking about it. Like I said, uh, Still got to uh, get the polling results back, see what those numbers look like. And number two, uh, convince the most t- the, against the, the toughest voter uh, in Marion County who knows me better than just about anybody else. Now, I'm asking from a point of naivety, but I would assume with the amount of money you will have to raise if you were to run for mayor of Indianapolis, uh, the go window is we're upon the go window, right? I mean, it's not just something you can wake up, you know, January 1st and go, hey, I'm here. Well, the, the thing is, uh, an official decision would have to be made after the election. Right. And that's when all those will take okay. place. All right, very good. Before we go, we got about uh, three minutes-ish left here. What is going on with all the musical chairs in Republican <laughs> Party politics? We've got Mike Braun looking at running for governor. And then it's just like, it just seems like it's just the same people just running for everything else. Victoria Sparks for U.S. Senate. Jim Banks for U.S. Senate. Uh, potentially uh, Suzanne Crouch running for governor. It's just like the same, the domino is like the dominoes, but it's like it's not even dominoes. It's just like people running around in circles. Well, it's not so much people running around in circles, because I see your point, because the question is like, can we get some new blood? Yes! I think you get new blood at the lo- at the local level. I think you get new blood for state rep, maybe new blood for congressman. When you talk about running for senator or governor, I don't, know, I don't think, unless you're like a bajillionaire or, yeah. or got money like Eric Doden, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot necessarily a whole lot of newcomers showing up in those races, so to speak. But you, but you're right. I mean, think about this: it was 2024, an open governor seat, an open U.S. Senate seat, possibly open seats in the third and the fifth district, which are very Republican, and possibly uh, an open seat in the fourth district because uh, Jim Baird may not run again. Oh, that'd be a shame. So you got three open congressional seats at the very least. You've got uh, an open Senate seat. You got open governor's race. Somebody in heaven does not like me these days. Man, if Jim Baird doesn't run, he's my rep. Maybe I should. Uh, maybe we should just start teasing in the cheat sheet while Kendall considering a run for Congress. I want to see how many phone calls you get. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, my question to you, though, is: Is that good that it's just the same people? 
Um, I would say it's good that it's people with a proven with people with a track record and people with a public record. So as, it's like Victoria Sparks. Let's take her. She was in the state senate, which she didn't win the election for. She was caucused in for what, like two years? Now I will run for Congress. You've not even been there two years. Now I will run for U.S. Senate. Like, shouldn't you actually do the job you told the people you wanted to do for a little while? It, it couldn't hurt. Uh, but at the same time, though, uh, if you're being approached or, or thinking about it, why not? How, how does that work? We're running out of time, but I want to ask you, how does that, when you say approach, does like, again, does some guy with a briefcase full of money uh, smoking high-end cigars with a martini in his hand, I'm not talking about Abdul here, approach them in an alley and go, would you like to run for Congress? Not saying they're being bribed, but saying, here's all the money we could help you raise. I mean, what does that mean, approached? What, uh, who I mean, who you, approaches? You, you, you get you know, party officials, you get, oh. uh, get donors, backers, like, hey, you should really think about running for XYZ job. Okay, uh-huh. I'll think about it. Okay. All right. Well, it's going to be an eventful uh, seven days until we meet again. Yeah. By then, uh, the Diego story should be out, and the polling stuff should be out as well. So we'll have. I don't think we'll. Have, I don't. I don't think we'll be lacking in subjects when we get together next okay, week. Okay. Very good. He's a national treasure. The one and only Abdul Kibshabaz. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Freedomfoodsindiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Kibshabaz, the program is State House Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at ATTYAbdul, at ATTYAbdul, and be sure to bookmark his fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org, IndiePolitics.org. While you're there, get yourself a cheat sheet subscription. Me, I'm on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays, 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Kibshabaz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to State House Happenings.